If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hey folks, welcome to a special episode of The Projection Booth. I'm your host, Mike White. Joining me today is Mr. Yannick Bisson. You might know him better as Murdoch from the Murdoch Mysteries. He is in a new film called Helmington. Makes a little appearance in that. Chat with him about that and Murdoch and a few other things. And I hope you enjoy it. As far as I know, you've been acting pretty much your entire life. Yeah, I think I'm coming up on 37 years. I try not to do that math too often. (laughs) How did you decide, like, this is what I want to do? That was several different times, actually. Um, I tried to pursue it wholeheartedly many times and kind of got knocked back on my keister just as many times, you know, right up until about... uh, 13, 14 years ago, I I was set to quit altogether. You know, I had a family and uh, it had just been too many times. And I was, you know, I was definitely discouraged. And and also I wanted to be practical. There are lots of other things in life that bring me joy and a sense of accomplishment also. So I was going to pursue those. And then actually, funny enough, Murdoch came along and and that was a big... uh, turning point because I couldn't really say no at the time. And I also sort of felt like, well, I don't know, what's the longevity of this show? Uh, can't be that long. Well, this will buy me some time to figure out what my next step is going to be. And then, you know, cut to 13 years later. <laughs> How does the role come to you? How does Murdoch come to you? I had just been in Los Angeles. I had been there for uh, what you basically called pilot season and uh, hanging out there. And I guess at the time there was a strike, there was a labor dispute, a writer's strike or something like that happening. And it delayed the start of Murdoch. And it sort of was like, I read for it in LA and and then I came back to Toronto and I sort of had some sights on doing some other things. And then all of a sudden it reappeared again I find out through my manager because I'm, you know, at this point, I'm like, I I need a decision. What's happening? Am I doing this show? Is this show going to happen? Is it being done or not? It was sort of an unorthodox sequence uh, compared to other experiences I've had. And, uh, and he said to me, he said, well, you know, I think they're just trying to decide 
if they're going to go with the older Murdoch or the younger Murdoch. I said, oh, for God's sake, let's just say younger Murdoch and, and let's get going here. I want this job. And he says to me, well, actually, no, you're, you would be the older choice. <laughs> so it was <laughs> humbling, to say the least, right at that point. And that's basically how it went. And then they did decide to go with me. And then the process of reading with all of the other actors started. I can't imagine that you thought, yeah, I'm going to be doing Murdoch for 13 plus years when you first started out. Nope. There was no period show on the landscape at that time. It was 2007. There were um, a lot of procedural shows that were starting, you know, they're always on the landscape, but, you know, stuff like CSI and, and, and all of those type of shows and the Chicago shows and all of those things. There was no period stuff. I think there was uh, one of them uh, that was a cable show, but that's about it. So I didn't have high expectations. Um, I liked the concept, of course. It was, uh, it, it was going to be a departure from, uh, there had been three movies, and the movies I thought were a little more austere, a little, a little more serious. And I didn't know what to expect, but the scripts were coming out a little more lighthearted and a little more fantastical. So I, I, I thought, well, you know what, this could pair nicely with, you know, my take on it. And, and, and I think this could do well, but uh, you know, who, who knows? I've done period shows before and they just, and unceremoniously. So, well, let's just see what happens. <laughs> I'm very curious when you really felt comfortable in that role. Well, the only things that made me feel uncomfortable was that early on, our, our schedule was really brutal. You know, there would be Fridays would be coming home at two, three o'clock in the morning, and then the highway would be under construction and you'd get stuck on the highway for an extra hour drive you know, they, they, the way the scripts were structured, I would often have to do like a three or four or five page sum up of the, of who the guilty person is, you know, a Columbo style thing. It was difficult uh, to say the least. And, and I remember distinctly thinking, I can't carry this pace for much longer. And I don't know if I said it to anyone or what happened, but over the years, it has become more and more, you know, steadily, I don't want to say easier for me, but they've found ways to help other people share some of the load, uh, which I think is great because we've got lots of colorful, colorful characters now. And it's, um, it's become a much more dynamic show than I, I think it started out as. Where do you actually shoot the show? Where are all these sets at? Uh, we're very lucky. Uh, we have a studio in, in Scarborough. And we have a back lot as well. Uh, so, so right here in Toronto, uh, we have a back lot as well that, that really is practical because some of it is, is actual uh, um, inside and outside shootable. So we can walk into a storefront and, and it'll be a diner or a bar or whatever, and we can shoot from inside out. So that helps to bridge some of our stuff, some of our streetscapes and so on. And, that helps, you know, when we have studio days or, or whatever the page count ends up being. And, and if there's any sort of overlap or leftover, we can help bridge it with, uh, with our exterior sets. And then we travel probably three out of 10 days. 
we um, we hit the road and we go to some of the, the environs of Ontario, some of the older, you know, streetscapes and towns and buildings that have been preserved because uh, there's just not a whole lot of that left in, in this big city. It would, not without seeing a glass tower or a cell tower or something modern that we just can't, you know, it's too cost prohibitive to, to digitally remove. Plus we got a whole circus of trucks and there's, you know, that's, you can't just park anywhere. Well, how do you balance doing the the Murdoch show, which I'm sure takes up so much of your time, with all these other roles that you've done? Because you you are consistently working in other things. I mean, I loved you in Another Wolf Cop. I love the Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries. So how are you making those things happen for you? Most of the time, I have consecutive months off between seasons. So I'm able to fit some other things in. But things like the Aurora movies, uh, I had to shoehorn those in. Those th- those weren't quite as easy um, because we had to work with uh, Candace Cameron Bure's um, schedule. So, so sometimes I'd be on a hiatus, I'd hop on a plane out to BC for 10 days and shoot that and then come right back and get back on set for my show. And then eventually it became a little too complicated, so I had to bow out. Um, but... Uh, they were fun. I mean, I, I, it was a paid trip to BC so I could get to go and ski or mountain bike and see all my friends out there <laughs> and have it covered. <laughs> Helmington was something I had to squeeze in on uh, a couple of days off and just, you know, shoot up to North Bay real quick and do my part on that and meet up with the gang up there and then, and then come right back to work. Um, the kids show napkin man that I did, there was some, some seasons where I literally wrapped, you know, six months on Murdoch. And then I went straight into, uh, you know, a day or maybe two days later, straight into doing napkin man for a month. Um, last year I deliberately took the year off. I wrapped up season 12 of Murdoch and I basically told everybody no. (laughs) And, uh, and, and took a vacation for the first time in three years. You know, it's a scary you because actors, we always sort of feel like, oh, just come to an end any second. And then and, and, and it often does. And will I ever work again? And all those things, right? That's like, that never goes away. <laughs> it must be unusual because I know that you have a great sense of humor, but the character of Murdoch, you're very, uh, you know, straight laced. But I imagine that between takes, like just having Johnny Harris on the set, I mean, you guys must just crack each other up. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we always try to have a good time. It's a tough pace, and, and some days, you know, there's not room for that. But we, we certainly, I mean, I, I for, for my part, I definitely like a lighthearted set, and we have a good time. Um, and, and certainly when we're trying to do some of the lighthearted stuff, Script-wise, I mean, it's tough to keep a straight face with some of the stuff that these guys get up to. Um, you know, it's a very talented bunch. But yeah, definitely, we're always <laughs> when Johnny is sort of kicking about what he's going to do on any particular thing. It's like you know, everyone's holding their breath, and then comes in and does his shtick, and it's quite funny. <laughs> And I, I really enjoy that part. I mean, I started out in comedy. My very first uh, uh, series was a, a, a three-camera sitcom for George Tricker and Neil Rosen, you know, the guys that did Welcome Back, Cotter, and 
stuff like that. So I, I actually love comedy. That's what I grew up in and what I did first. So whenever I get the chance to do that, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. The other one I remember you being in, which wasn't a comedy, but was also another procedural, but I really enjoyed you in, was uh, the uh, Sue Thomas FBI. Yeah, a lot of people responded to it, and it's still to this day, you know, a lot of people uh, uh, talk about it. Um, they've tried to kick together uh, uh, the cast to, to sort of wrap it up, because, yeah, it was another one that ended unceremoniously, and, and um it, it wasn't the greatest experience for me for a few different reasons, um, you know, and I won't uh, I won't sort of talk uh, out of school here, but uh, I, I'm I was kind of glad it was over, and uh, I don't think I'll be getting back together with those folks uh, to do any. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. That's the only only bad experience I've ever had, really. Well, how was your experience on Helmington? It was it was quick, and it was the first time I'd ever experienced a uh, uh, a group effort uh, um, directing wise. Uh, I had never, you know, as a, a trio of directors. And it's funny there there are people that are in showbiz in different capacities, but I I I don't know how much experience they had because I sort of felt like they're like, so what do you think? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> so it was different. It was different. I mean, it's cool because then there's like this thing that evolves and becomes something. Um, but I, I, producer, I, I, I have a, a little bit more solid lock on the on the vision and the uh, the final product and so on. So I, I don't know how I would uh, how I would tackle that. I haven't seen the entire movie. I understand that the concept was just so solid that, you know, sometimes these things make themselves. So that, maybe that was it. I don't know. Can you tell me a little bit about A Perfect Plan? Because I know you have that one coming out pretty soon. Yeah, well, that was fun. In a similar way, I had a, I was sort of isolated from the bulk of the production because I came in and I played this, <clears throat> um, this overlord kind of character uh, that was representing a, a, a consortium of some kind, some kind of, you know, unspecified Illuminati organization or something. I, I, I basically came at the beginning and at the end, and I sort of cautioned Carlo Rota's character in a very uh, direct manner. <laughs> and so, so I was sort of in the movie, but outside of the production a little bit because mines were few and I didn't have the day-to-day -day grind of, of the entire arc. And also in Helmington, Helmington was, you know, kind of a, an Easter egg sort of performance. So just popped in there uh, along the clue trail and then gone, never seen again. So that's a lot of fun doing that. And, and uh, Bill Marks, who um, worked on both of those films, actually does that on purpose with me because he knows that's what I want to do and I enjoy doing. But also, you know, it, it works <laughs> for him to just sort of sprinkle me in here and there, you know, and, and I think it helps to bolster the cast of the film and, and, you know, the solidity of, of the viability of the project. Well, you definitely left me wanting more. Oh, good. Mr. Bisson, thank you so much for your time. This was wonderful talking with you. Oh, well, thank you. And Mr. Bisson is my dad and it was his birthday today. So 
you could just call me Yannick. All right. <laughs> well, thank you, Yannick. I really appreciate this, and it was a real pleasure talking with you. Same here. Thanks very much. Take it easy. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.